Jesus gave us the mandate to go out and to preach the gospel to the world. And it's been such a challenge. I mean, you know, the world is so big and how do we reach everybody? You know, there have been like 10 revivals, but still that doesn't reach everybody. And then Billy Graham had his huge crusades and that reached thousands, but it still didn't reach everyone. Well, I guess around the 2000 time, you know, we started with the internet and the internet has been able to reach the world and people have been able to use the internet as a tool to preach the good news. And that's especially true for my, for our guest tonight. His name is Apostle Gil Burgos and he's with Gil Burgos Ministries and he is calling in from New York City that is under snow from this incredible blizzard that we just had. So we are so grateful that he was able to spend some time with us. So thank you so much, Apostle. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. Oh, my pleasure, Lisa. Uh, thank you for having me tonight. I'm really excited to be here. Well, this is just, um, you know, we've just had like a, a huge snowstorm in the tri-state area, and it has just been like record-breaking. And so being able to use social media as opposed to having to travel someplace, because, you know, unfortunately, your car is probably still buried in the snow, correct? Uh, well, my wife says, yeah. It's been, it's been tough because, uh, you know, in this type of weather, uh, the the plows, what they do is just plow more snow to clear the roads. And they, they most likely keep you uh, in a position that you can't move your car anymore. So, yeah, it's kind of tough. But using social media, you're still able to reach the masses. So what, what brought you into starting to use, you know, different applications like Facebook? And, and just recently, you started to um, do some Periscope. And, and for those who don't know what Periscope is, it, it's actually a great application where you can upload videos. And I believe it only keeps it for a short time. But pe- people can actually interact with you as you're doing it. Is that correct, Ap- Apostle Gail? Yes, uh, that's the the biggest thing that that uh, turned me on, so to speak, to Periscope, um, being the uh, the point that I can just interact with my audience, how they can actually type on the screen, and you can see what they're saying. You can uh, they'll be able to touch the screen, tap the screen, and if you see any one of my past uh, uh, broadcasts, you I'm always telling the people tap that screen, tap that screen. It's and it's just it throws up hearts, and that's just like a like presents, they speak. They're just giving you hearts, and they're just applauding you, so to speak. So it's basically like getting a virtual amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's their sort of way. Well, they do say amen too, and um, it's amazing the things that they type. Uh, they type on on the screen, um, and, and when you see that, uh, I tell you, it's phenomenal. It, it just gets you excited. I, I can't even explain it. Um, I. I just recommend that any, any pastor, any leader in the church to just get on Periscope because, as you said, Lisa, um, you're able to reach a wider ordering. Um, like you said, Billy Graham, you know, back in the old days, we had the tent revivals, and we were only always able to hit just a certain region and territory. But with the Internet, how God will open up the door but just use this venue to reach masses and millions of people around the world. I mean, I get people that... They're watching Periscope from all over. I think I did one the other day. I heard people from Japan watching me. I had a person from France watching me. I get people from the U.K. 
so it's amazing that, that how many people you can touch via internet through social media as well, through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and how God has opened up such an avenue for us to preach the gospel that even behind a, a desk or even like, like Periscope using a phone, we can reach so many people. It's not, not, not like it was before. And this is just a, a thing that's blowing. It's just going out the door. God is taking social media and taking the technology of today, and he's just transforming the world with the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. And I think that's really the the cool thing about some of these different applications is you don't have to have a church building anymore. All you need is a phone and a message from God or, or, or just something that's heavy on your heart or, or that you would just like to share a testimony. That's what's so beautiful about it is that people can actually share and interact with, with each other and they don't even have to worry about a place to, to have that encounter because it's, it's virtually happening through the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree, because most of the people that um, I reach, uh, either via social media or uh, Periscope, um, I get a lot of people that sometimes people are home-based. They can't get to a place that they're secluded. I was speaking to a person last night, actually, and he was telling me that his car broke down. So he's not able to get to a church building. So with just a click of the, the phone or what have you, just clicking on to Facebook or whatever, Instagram, Twitter, he's, your people are able to watch something. And that's what I do. Actually, when I just post a lot of videos, I'll post them on all these social media sites, and people can see, people can hear the word. And that's what I, I do that a lot because, again, like I mentioned, a lot of people sometimes, they just can't get to a church for whatever reason. And, and even sometimes they can be internationally. You know, sometimes a person's on the side of the world, and they may not be able to come over here. And I, I speak to people all over the world. I speak to people in, like I mentioned before, UK, Japan, Europe, Africa, especially India. I just started speaking to a pastor in India, and we connected. And it's amazing that that I'm just playing. He's playing my teachings over the airwaves in India. So. It's, I'm just amazed what God is doing with this technology. Well, you know, he's he's reaching everybody. That's and I think that's really, you know, I I actually had um uh, Paul and Jenny uh, Wilcox come on my show, and we actually met through Facebook, and we actually talked about how Facebook is connecting families. Like we, because we really truly feel as we interact with each other that you become like a friend. That you, you know, it's not just a, a face. I mean, it, you you can actually have intimate conversations through you know through Messenger, and and you can share things, you can pray for each other, and there's an intimacy that happens even though you haven't met the person in real life. And that's what I think is so amazing about this technology, how at first it was being used for bad. Like I, you know, people would say, oh, Facebook is horrible. It does this and it does that and breaks up marriages. But God came in and he started to use Facebook to really Mm -hmm. proclaim who he is, like through people post videos of healings and of, of deliverance and and of just of God miracles. And they share their testimonies. And what it does is it inspires and it gives hope back to the church. So I just think that what you're doing with Periscope is, is it's even extending that because you're able to now interact with them live as you're starting to speak and to preach or to teach, you can actually answer questions. So it almost, it's like interactive church. Um, Yes. To some degree, you can say that. Um, I've, I've picked up a pretty good following. I mean, I think 700 people is pretty good being that I've only been doing this in, I don't know, maybe six, seven months. And, uh, 
the numbers keep increasing. And, I mean, that's 700 people that you're able to reach. And I'm not even talking about the people that don't follow because sometimes what happens is, Lisa, when you broadcast in Periscope, it goes worldwide, and anybody could just jump in the room. It's it just, you can just, you don't have to make it private. I don't make my Periscope private. Sometimes people do. But I don't want to do that because sometimes I want everybody to hear the good news. So I'll make my Periscope public, and anybody can watch what I'm doing. Anybody. And it's true. It is like a church because, again, I pick up, I picked up a following, and my listeners and the people that watch it, they, like, they get excited. They encourage because when I get on, all of a sudden you see them popping up, they're popping up on the screen. They're, right away they're throwing hearts, and right away they're saying, hello, Apostle, hello, and stop, pray for me. This is going on, that's going on, this is going on. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, a, it's just like, it's a, overwhelming sometimes. I'm just, this is just, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm blown away. I really am. This thing is just taking off within the last few months with, with my own personal ministry because I've met so many people on Periscope. It's just unreal. Uh, I've I have. I think I more have more friends on Periscope now than I have real life friends. It's just amazing. It blows me away. And that—that's the cool part about this technology is because, like, like I said earlier, you actually have this intimacy happening because you're sharing things from your heart, and it's almost like getting to know your congregation. And I really kind of feel that. The thing about the Periscope that they can interact, I think it really becomes interactive church because how many times have you sat, you know, in the pews and you're listening to something that the pastor said and you'd like him to elaborate on something or you have a question about it. You can't just raise your hand. (laughs) That's true. But in this, in this particular format, you kind of can and you can kind of, and the Holy Spirit can kind of work something so beautiful. So it actually, yeah. so that they're being fed and that you're also getting deeper revelation based on what they're asking. So I, I think that this is, this is something extremely new in, in ministry. Um, also, what I've noticed that even when I'm doing a, a Periscope broadcast, I see people interacting with each other and saying hello to each other and say, hey, I'm going to call you later. Hey, don't forget this. Hey, don't forget that. Oh, oh, follow me. Follow me. It's just such a, a divine connection that's happening that what we're doing, Lisa, is we're networking with other believers around the world, and we didn't even know. We didn't even do it. It's the Holy Spirit that's bringing people together this, this, through this application. It's amazing how he's, I'm able to do, like I said, reach different audiences all over the world, but still in all, the people that come in the room, they're looking for other friends as well. It's not just to watch me or just to hear me, but they're looking for some good contacts. Maybe they want to hook up with another leader, another pastor, so they can network. They want to look for other avenues, for places to go, maybe. They want to reach other other people. It's a great way also to network with people, so you can reach out and say, hey, what church do you go to? Where do you live? Uh, um, what do you have going on? And then you have people that are announcing conferences, uh, conference calls, and, hey, meet me at this, and meet me on Facebook. I'm on this. I do it myself. I mean, I'll go into a, a Periscope broadcast Sometimes and I'll say, "Hey, are you on Facebook?" And they'll say, "Yeah." I said, "Well, here's me. Here's my uh, my here's my name. Um, look me up, or I'm gonna look for you." Hey, great. That happened to me last night. Actually, I was watching a broadcast of a pastor, and I said, "Hey, are you on Facebook?" He says, "Yeah." And lo and behold, we became friends. So it's again, it's another place that people can network with each other and begin connecting, not just with me, but with other believers of the like-minded faith. Well, Apostle Gail, let me just ask you a couple questions. Like, you've been in ministry for how long now? Well, uh, I would say about 25 years. I started in 1990. 
Oh, actually, they're going to be 26 years now, to be exact. So in 26 years, look at the difference of making a connection. I mean, you know, 26 years ago, how did you make connections with people? It had to be either divine encounters or it, it had to be you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Um, when I started, we didn't. Even, I don't even believe we even had mobile phones. I mean, we did, but there were like not, not everybody had a mobile phone. Um, I think we had pagers back then. Yes, the and old pagers. I, I, yeah, I remember that. And, and then all the phones in the streets, which don't exist anymore, I know. here in New York City, we just ran to the phone. People paged you, and that was the, the things that we used. And um, again, you're, you're the, the way of reaching people was very limited. It's basically, whoever went to your church and that was it. And you, and then if you, you know, they knew somebody, they introduced you to somebody. So everything was basically phone call. I'm, I'm going ba- way back. I mean, just between, uh, like I said, 1990, and I don't even believe we didn't have uh, uh, what we have now. Uh, and then we had, like, I think American Online. We didn't have the high-speed connection. We yeah. had dial-up, and it was weird. It's like they made, it made this weird, annoying sound. <laughs> If you're old school, you know what I'm talking yep, about. Yep, the beeping. Uh, eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and then was, the fuzz. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was horrid. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, I hate it. Uh-huh. And, um, it, it, you know, it gradually evolved into something awesome. And, and back then, like I said, it was I was limited. I couldn't really do much. It, if the phone didn't ring, there was nothing. Right, or if you didn't get a letter. Out. Right. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't get anything in the mail, there was nothing. You know, it was it was harder for me, actually, I don't know about anyone else, but it was really hard for me to really branch out back then, like, not like it is today, because today I've met all my contacts and all the doors that God has given me to preach and minister all over is through, it's been through social media, actually, and Periscope. And I, and I think that's the important part of it, is that there are ministries and there are people in ministries that, you know, most of the people that have come on Touch by Prayer, I have found, you know, from the Holy Spirit through Facebook. All of a sudden, I'll, I'll just start feeling, you know, friend requests this person. That happened with one of the, the first people who, um, Jeremy Manger Sheen, I heard the Lord say, friend request him. And I was like, okay. So I friend requested him, not realizing that he was going to be on my show and he would open the doorway to introducing me to different people like praying medic and then praying medic would share my name with somebody else. And, and it just, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And if if it wasn't for social media, I don't, you know, I would just be very limited, like you said, of who I could pull from. And I, I just think Mm -hmm. that what God is doing with some of these different applications, you know, and, and I just want to encourage you um, the people who are listening, that what you have to say matters. Don't ever be, you know, feel that you can't share what God has done and think that it's not as important or not as exciting because your story could actually inspire somebody else. And that's that's one of the things truly that I love about Facebook when somebody puts a, a praise report, even if it's something silly and to that person, they think, oh, well, this is silly, but that actually can be used to speak to somebody who might be going through the same thing. And you can actually see to the other side. Actually, actually, um, I'm, I'm mesmerized again from what I'm seeing on these Periscope broadcasts. And it's like you said, uh, you just take it with you and it's like you're taking your audience wherever the phone goes they go and people are excited like like, where is he going to be today you know i I pick up my phone i hit the streets and i can take them anywhere and it's just it's 
is sporadic. There's nothing. There's no agenda. It's not planned. It's not pre-programmed. It's not like, a, okay, we're going to do this at this time, then we're going to do this at that time. Anything can happen. I think that draws the excitement. People are out there in the street with me, God forbid anything crazy, like a tree can fall down, a car can come out. The other day I was doing a periscope, the fire engine, fire truck was coming by, and I had to stop and laugh. And people laugh with you. They just think, wow, this is just crazy. But it's exciting at the same time to see it's, it's raw video. It's just amazing. And it's not, people like that. I think people see the authenticity of who you really are, and they grow to love you and say, wow, this guy is just like us. You know, he's cool people. He's, he goes through his issues, whether he may go outside or inside. Sometimes, I have bloopers, and it's funny because I go back and I look at them. But again, it's people can see the real you once you connect with them. And I think that's part of the, you know, the appeal. You know, some people, you know, I, I call them, you know, we church hop sometimes because the, the person who is, you know, pastoring that church, well, they might not just be your type of personality or they just might not be able to, you might just not connect with them. And so you go to different churches until you feel that connection. And I think that's what's so interesting about the internet is we can follow people who we connect with like minds. And I, I just believe that as you start to be with people of like minds, you actually start to grow bigger. Because now you're feeding oh, yeah. off of each other. So why don't you just share with the audience some of the um, really incredible testimonies that you've gotten from some of your uh, Periscope uh, adventures? Hey, absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was waiting to get to that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit beat you to it. <laughs> I, I was, uh, this is the best part now. Uh-huh. It's, not just, it's not just filming me, but what God does while the broadcast is uh, taping while it's happening. And like I told you before, Lisa, when I put this camera on me and I begin to just start something, the Holy Spirit takes over because it's His agenda, not mine. And I can get up there like I did last time, or I think it was yesterday, I picked up the phone and I was headed to the library to just do some study, and I said, let me just do a periscope, but the Holy Spirit was prompting me. I don't have an agenda. I do it whenever. There's some people that say they're going to do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm not like that. I pick it up whenever the, the Lord tells me something or He gives me a message. So as I was walking yesterday and going to the library, all of a sudden I picked up the phone and I said, I'm going to do a broadcast. I feel the Lord prompted me to do something. So I picked up the phone. I had something on my mind. I gave some announcements of what's going on, being one of them would be in the show tonight. Then all of a sudden the whole thing shifted. Someone said to me on, on Periscope, pray for me. I have pain in my shoulder. And from there, that point on, Lisa, it just took off. Because if you've watched some of my Periscope broadcast, I pray a lot for people. And there has been countless testimonies of people being saved, healed. I mean, I took some, um, some flash shots on my phone and began to post them because this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He started telling me, listen, take photos of what I'm doing on Periscope, how people are being changed, transformed. That free, delivered, and I began to just take photo shots and post them and say, my God, and I go back to them and encourage me to just go out and do more. And I've gotten to a point, I've told people, like you see on the TV screen, you watch Christian radio, I'm sorry, Christian television, you always tell the, see the preacher say, well, touch and agree, or touch the screen. And I have done the same thing, and I've just felt the power of God flow through my hands, and I felt people have even said, oh my God, I feel heat in my body. I feel my stomach burning. I just, I just feel like my thyroid has gone down, and all kinds of other things. Another day, I prayed for someone with migraine headaches. 
I, you know, I just, whatever they put on the screen, I just lay hands on that little iPhone and I just feel something just go out of my, my body, out of my hand. And, and the other side of that, that phone, God does something miraculous because I have the testimonies to back it up. If you go to my Facebook page, which is, you can find me at Gil Burgos, you can go at a little section I just created. It says Periscope Testimony. Go check it out. I'm not making this up. I'm not making people say these things. People are just testifying right there in front of me. As the hearts are going up, they're just saying something. They're saying, pray for this, pray for that. Oh, my son needs this, or my son needs that, or my daughter, what have you. But then again, you see people saying, um, my the pain in my knees going away. It just happened yesterday. The woman told me I think her name was Len Fox or something to that effect, and she said, "Pray for my knee." And I said, "Right now, Father, I touch and agree with the sister, and I I pray for her knee that pain will go right now in the name of Jesus." And all of a sudden, I guess a couple minutes ago, she goes, "Oh my God, I feel the pain leaving." So it's amazing what I've been seeing lately, Lisa. And that's that's the cool part of it being interactive because you can actually hear her saying, oh my gosh, it's leaving, which is going to get somebody else who's watching that Periscope going to get them excited. It's going to raise their level of faith to be like, hey, you know what? I've been having back pain. Let me write about my back pain. And it almost is like, um, the Lord kind of showed me, it's kind of like a shark feeding frenzy. That once mm-hmm. you start to see like it, everybody's starting to get fed it's like hey wait there's food let's go you know and i think that's that's the really cool part of this is because it is interactive you know youtube is fabulous but it's not interactive these are just videos and things that have happened but but this is this is so different this is a very different technology and i just think that it's actually going to get bigger because i think that there are some limitations but I, i believe that because it's becoming so popular that they're going to be changing some stuff. So besides healing testimonies, what other kind of testimonies have you gotten? Uh, I've had people telling me about uh, salvation, um, telling me, uh, you know, um, this one's coming to save. Uh, I see changes in my husband. I was doing a broadcast, uh, I think about a week ago, and I was just, I forgot the subject of what I was talking about, and it had nothing to do with healing. Oh, I believe that was about forgiveness. And I guess what happened was this, Lisa, the person that was listening to the broadcast had their, must have had their uh, phone on speakerphone, and I speak loud. So I'm, they, must have, they must have had it to a point that the person in the other room heard it. Lo and behold, it was the person's husband. It was a lady who had, must have had a problem with her husband. And when all of a sudden, when all I was talking about was forgiveness, because that was the the Holy Spirit gave me. I wasn't my subject, but it just came up. All of a sudden, she said, oh, my God. She said, my husband just came out the room crying, and he's asking me to forgive him. And I said, whoa, my, oh, my God, Lord, you're just amazing what you're doing. Look, had it not been for Periscope and what I was doing, that would not have occurred. This was in the middle of the day, Lisa. It wasn't on a Sunday. It wasn't on a Tuesday night. It wasn't doing prayer, Bible study. You see, we've got conditionalized to say, okay, this is like the way it's supposed to be. No, God is so big, so God is just dramatic. He does whatever he wants to do. He'll use whatever he can to reach people, whether it be social media, like I said, Periscope or what have you. And let me tell you something, the woman, what she told me, and I, I, I taped it. I'm actually, I, I took a flash shot of it, and I put it on that same uh, album on Facebook where it says Periscope Testimony. She said this. She says, I'm cutting off the phone right now because my husband wants to pray. And I, was, I just wanted to put it on the phone. I just wanted to just jump for joy. I, I was excited. 
I mean, again, this happened in the middle of the day. I think it was about 2.30 in the afternoon. So, again, what would have happened if they would have just kept on in that state? You see, who knows? That man could have, who knows? He would have filed for divorce, divorce maybe. I mean, I'm just speculating. But still, how God intervened through this 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 periscope thing and changed somebody's life. It's just amazing. And that is the other beauty of it. This is this is taking church wherever you go. This is bringing the Holy Spirit because, see, as as you speak it out or, or as a believer starts to release the Holy Spirit, regardless, it, it affects the atmosphere. And I'm, I, I truly believe that there are so many Christians who could who have like um, problems, say at work or or in different places. It's just because they haven't started to change the atmosphere where they are. We have to start speaking mm-hmm. forth and inviting the Holy Spirit to invade those places and and to speak forth the truth of what God says that there is peace, mm-hmm. that peace shall you know that I walk in peace, that my 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 feet are you know um, that my sandals are of peace, you know, and just speaking some of these things out. It releases something. The atmosphere changes. Well, the same thing through this periscope, like you just said, your words will not return void. As they're yeah. going out, it, it it's piercing the hardness of hearts and it's starting to, to break down those barriers that church, unfortunately, has caused. And I think that this is the beauty and this is why it's, it's so, it's a, this is a really exciting time for us as believers mm-hmm. to share through social media. Because mm-hmm. we're able to reach people who don't like church, who don't like religion, because truly, truly people who follow Christ, we don't like it either. <laughs> we, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think uh, we we uh, churches become different. It, mm-hmm. it just changes as the years go by because people change and the world changes. And, you know, people are afraid of church because they don't have a, a concept of what church is. They don't have really understand understanding of what Christianity is. So when you say church, a lot of people, they, a red flag comes up for them. They don't know what that is. But this one thing I've gotten to know, Lisa, is this on Periscope. I've seen that the people have the, that have the biggest following on Periscope are the people that are not broadcasting church services. And it's just interesting because I've learned, I've seen people who broadcast church services per se, and they have a very, very little count. Because if you look on Periscope on the on the screen, always on the right-hand side, it tells you how many followers are watching you live. It'll tell you on the right-hand side, and you see it either go up or come down. So what I see people doing is when they're broadcasting church services, it's a very small number, whereas somebody just going outside, like what I'm doing, and just or in their home or whatever, and just, just talking to the phone and just ministering the Word of God and just talking with people, it's phenomenal how the numbers, they're climbing. I think yesterday I had 85 people live, and then when I went back, there was even more that, that weren't followers. So what I'm trying to say is that people are, I think people are tired with the same old thing, and this is something new and innovative, what God is doing, and that anybody can do this. It's not just me, or you don't have to be tech-savvy. All you need is a willing heart and something to say in a phone, and you can go out there, and you can preach, you can teach, and you can just reach the masses of people. And all I can say is people need to be themselves. That's all. You just have, people are looking, listen, Lisa, people are looking for real people, and I get that all the time. They say, you're a real this, you're a real apostle, you're a real prophet, you're a real this. 
And I say, my God, where are the, are the fake ones in the church? <laughs> I scratch my head, and it's 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 crazy. And I, I'm the, I'm not trying to say anything bad for the church. I mean, I'm part of a church. I, I'm in a, actually I'm in the church right now, trying to get it off the ground with another pastor. But you know, Lisa, this is the thing. It's not easy. It's, it, you probably know this. It's not easy just going to a church and say, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You know, because sometimes I think what we've done, Lisa, is saturated uh, churches in one area. And I think people have said, looked at us, and they frowned on, on us for some time. And when we, took, when we do something in, within a social media, let's say, climate, people flock to it. And if you tie in, let me give you an example. What I'm doing this Thursday, I'm going to be doing a prophetic teaching. And I'm going to be doing the prophetic teaching on the Internet. I'm going to be using another... Uh, another software along with Periscope. I'm going to tag team so that my Periscope people can watch me and the other people can watch me who are going to be tied in from Facebook. That's going to be my audience. And guess what? It's going to work because people will say, hey, that's a good time for me. I'm not, I can get off of work or I'm not going to be at work. It's just so easy to reach out to people through the social media, online, Internet, Periscope, you name it. God is not a respective person, and God is not limited by anything man-made, I tell you. I, and I definitely agree with that. And I just want to go back to something that I said. Um, church is important because it's important for us to gather together. It's important for us mm-hmm. to gather together to worship God. So church yeah. is important, and I, and I don't want to discredit churches because churches has been important. But I think the, the, the idea of church to people, you know, I think that's what we struggle with. At least that's what what a lot of people that I've spoken to have struggled with that it's just, it's not, it's just, it's about rules and regulations and it's just not Mm -hmm. about the presence of God. And I I think that's the difference. I think that when you have an open forum, like you have on, on some of these other things, whether it's a YouTube video or or even with Periscope or, or any other type of an application where there is a freedom because you're not that's, I think that's the cool thing is that if you truly are being led by God and you truly feel like you have this calling from God, God is going to open up that door for you and is going to bring those people to you. So you don't have to worry about trying to grow your audience because it's, God's just going to send them as, as you continue to be obedient and as you continue to you know, just to continue to love on people. And I, I, I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing too, you know, with that sermon that, that you were giving or that, that teaching that you were giving about unforgiveness. When was the last time that you've been in church and you really understood the, the ideas about unforgiveness? You know, it, it's so difficult in that atmosphere sometimes for, for us to really kind of get deep because there's so much that you have to get through because there's a building to pay for. And I think that's the problem because yeah. it, it, you have no, to, there are certain just, things. No, no, what I was going to just add, because you just made, it made a vital point earlier. And I just want, before I lose my train of thought, I just sure. want to just throw this in. Um, you had made a, 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 you made a something, you said something about uh, interaction. And you also said something to the fact of you can't do that in a lot of churches because it's a one-sided conversation. You sit there, I speak to you, and that's it. You Maybe you say amen or whatever, but you see, listen, this is the thing. People are looking for more than just that. People Correct. are looking for interaction, like you had just mentioned. You see, they want to talk back to you. They want to ask you questions. 
They want to testify right then and there. They don't want to be politically correct. They want to just tell you right then and there and interrupt you, and that's fine because they do it to me. I don't have a problem with that. They interrupt you because they say, I got to get it out, just like I just did to you. I got to tell you something. I have to tell you right now. You can't do that everywhere. So what we do, we open up these avenues, and we're allowing people to interact with the speaker, sometimes myself or whomever, so we can say, hey, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? And this is the key, Lisa. You don't have to play church. You don't have to look religious. You can be in your pajamas and watch these programs. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to dress up. People come, oh, I don't want to go to church. Oh, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go to any event because I don't have clothes or I don't have a tie or I don't have a suit. I can't make it. All kinds of excuses. But what God has done is amazing. Again, he's met halfway. He says, you want to watch, I'll meet you there. I'll still bring you the word, like you have mentioned. It's not going to fall to the ground. It's not going to come back void. But again, the key that we are missing is the interaction. And through this Periscope application, Facebook, like you said, YouTube, we're able to reach an audience at a vast level. And not only that, we're able to go back and forth with them, either email, a live discussion, or what have you. And that is vital at the today's society. We're not interacting with people. We're not speaking to people. And people want to be heard, Lisa, I'm telling you. Well, and I think that's the problem, especially, you know, you have, if you have a large congregation, how do you get to everybody? Like how you can't. It, it, it just really, it's hard because you have a life, you have responsibilities, so you can't. So that's what's really nice about having like a Twitter account or something because now they feel connected to you 24-7. Because you can like shoot something out if you're if you're a pastor or if you have a ministry and you can like shoot something out that can encourage somebody and they can they can take that and they can actually kind of feed off of it. And I just I I think that excuse me in what are we 2016 in 2016 there there has been so much growth in technology and what we're starting to see. What we're starting to see is we're seeing people who are, like you said, hungry. They don't just yeah. want to sit in and, and in a passive way. They want to become interactive. They want to ask those questions. Well, why is this? Or how come that? Because as they ask a question, just like in school, you ask a question, you get your answer, you now have an understanding. And I think that's, that's the growth of what social media is doing. Is it starting to answer the questions that we as believers have always had? Does God really want to heal? That's a huge question. But if you're constantly seeing over and over through YouTube videos, through Periscope videos, through, through Facebook, through Twitter, through all these social Instagram like if you start to see constantly and consistently people getting healed through the power of prayer, it starts mm-hmm. to change things and it starts to change the way that you think. People be people are being uh, saved. People are being healed. Uh, marriages. I pray a lot for marriages on Periscope. I get a lot of that. Please pray for my husband, for my marriage. You know, they don't have a marriage counselor, maybe. You know, marriage counselors cost money. Uh, not all churches have a marriage counselor. Not all pastors are good counselors. And not only that, Lisa, a lot of people don't want to even discuss their personal issues with pastors, unfortunately. So what do they do? They get on a periscope even and say, hey, pray for my marriage. They don't want people to know their business. That's why sometimes you'll see a, people with a, a person with a, a handle that's like not even their real name. They'll say, uh, 
a lover of God, let's say, and they'll just, hey, pray for my marriage. I don't know who this person is, but hey, yeah, granted, we're going to pray for your marriage. The person says unanimous, the person says anonymous, nobody knows who they are, and their privacy is kept, uh, you know, confidentially. They don't have no worry about it. Nobody's going to point fingers at them. So they're able, again, to throw something at you. You're able to meet them. And look, hey, you, you like praying for people? This is your opportunity. I'm just talking to the audience out there. You like praying for people? This is your opportunity. You like praying for the sick? This is your opportunity. You, 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 you listen, you don't have to stand in front of a crowd. Some people are afraid of standing in front of, of people. You're, you're in front of your phone. <laughs> you don't have to worry about standing up in front of hundreds of people. People like my, my wife, she's terrified. She can't speak in public. Me, I'm different. I don't matter. I'll speak to whomever. But still enough, if you're shy, look, you just got your phone. Speak into the phone. And that's it. God will do the rest. You just do what God tells you. It will take it from there. Trust me. Well, and sometimes, you know, with the um, with the videos, you know, like there have been times that I, I actually only shot one healing video. That's it. And I wasn't even on. I just, I just shot the person because I wanted their testimony because it wasn't me. I mean, it's all about Jesus. Jesus did. It wasn't me. So I was just, you know, I was just, you know, doing what I felt right to do but my husband's like why weren't you in it why didn't you because he's a video guy so why why didn't you do this why didn't you do that so it it, it's different because you know people have been saying you know start doing some video messages it's kind of hard to step out into the water like that it's hard to step out of the boat you know so it's it's scary but jesus will always will always walk with you regardless yeah so if you're stepping out of the boat he's going to take your hand he's going to walk with you and i i just Mm -hmm. i just think that where where God is taking us and and how he's he's actually opening up different people into ministry because that's the other thing too there are people who never in a billion trillion years would have ever thought that they would ever have like any type of a ministry and I'm raising my hand right here <laughs> because that was so far off my radar so far off my radar but when you start to to understand how God feels about people, it, it yeah. just you just become the hands and feet because you can't exactly. just sit by. You have to become it, the hands it, and feet. It, it's all about people, and and I told that to a pastor friend. I wasn't actually a friend; he's a Facebook friend. He's a pastor, and he called me up and he asked me, "Oh, I want to build my church. I want to do this. I want to do that." This is a, this is amazing. What I, what the Holy Spirit gave me to tell this man. So I gave him some basic things. Okay, listen, when I was pastoring, this is what I did. That's how I started the church and blah, blah. Those are the formalities. However, I said, listen, my friend, church is not about rules or not about uh, uh, programs. I said, church is about people. I said, Jesus never once invited people to go to church. He invited people to come to him. That's right. He invited people to come to him. He didn't tell me, okay, I'll meet you on the, on the corner and we're going to go to church. I said, no, he didn't do that. Once they came to him, then God began to establish a relationship with him, and then is when the church thing came upon. So I told him, listen, stop inviting people to them to your church, or per se. Invite them to the Savior first. Pray for them. Lay hands on them. People want to be prayed for. They want to be healed. They need to be delivered, set free from bondages, sin. They got problems at home. They need financial help. Pray for them, I told him. You do that. And I told him, your churches will be, your church will be filled in no time. He was jumping for joy, Lisa. Let me tell you, I said, this is so easy. It's practical. Like you just said, it's about people. Jesus was about people. 
You see, people forget about that. He was a people person, right? That's hung right. out with disciples, hung out with the masses of thousands of people. People flocked to him. You kind of you had to fight them away. With the woman with the issue of blood, she could hardly even get to touch him. Why? Because he was a people person. And I think that God wants us to be the same way. And through the social media avenue, we're able to do that. That's why it's called social media. It's more so for being a friend of a person that needs to be a friend. Amen? Amen. I think that's awesome. And, you know, we we I think we sometimes make it so much more complicated. Jesus was very simple. He told stories. Mm-hmm. He shared his love. He shared the love of God. He said, this is my daddy, and this is what my daddy says that we can do. Okay. <laughs> and I think that, you know, he didn't make it complicated. I mean, he spoke in parables because he was a storyteller. And I think that's right. some of the, I, I happen to, to like Joel Osteen. I just think he's fabulous because he speaks to people right where they are. And he speaks of he speaks of hope and encouragement, and he speaks of a good father. And I think that mm-hmm. you know there are so many people who just forget he's a good father, he's a good daddy. And I think when you start to hear that, there's something inside you that rises and goes, "Really, God is good? Like he's a good father? Yeah. Like he's a daddy?" Because so many people yeah. don't understand daddy. And the, and the interesting thing is, so many people don't understand like son. They don't understand what it is to be a son, or they don't understand what it is to be a daughter. They don't understand what that responsibility looks like. So, you know, there's there's this whole thing that God is truly unfolding, I believe. I think that's kind of what social media is doing, too, is he's starting to show who he is, what he wants to do, but more importantly, how important you are. And I think that's the key for social media because see, he's using you and he's using other, you know, I have other friends who have Periscope accounts and, and they're just doing amazing things. But what, but what they're doing is you're ministering to people. You're telling that person on the other end, you're awesome. You're incredible. God loves you. He wants to heal you. He wants to set you free. He wants to fix your marriage. He wants to put money into your bank account. He wants to get rid of the devourer. He wants to to give back all the years that have been stolen. He wants to give you back your joy. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and if everything that you hear, it's he's giving, he's giving, he's giving, he's giving, he's giving. Well, where's that part that people keep thinking he's a God who takes? The only thing that he takes is our brokenness, our sins, and our hurts. That's all he takes. And he gives us so much more. And I think that's what's so cool about this social media, because he is just giving and loving on this broken world, and he's doing it with technology. Yes, yes. he's, he's transforming people worldwide, um, and it's amazing what's happening. Even Muslims are coming to faith. I have people that come on my periscope, they're Muslims also. They may not say much, but they're there. Mm. And I have I have atheists come on my, my broadcast. I've had agnostics come on my broadcast. As long as they behave, because on periscope, you can't block people if they got to get on there, because you have, you have people that will get on there, and they will curse you. They will do that. That's, that's, that's your flip side of, of periscope. You, you, have to, you have to take roll with the punches. You have to be a tough cookie, because you will get opposition, because the enemy will come and attack you there. You see, we have to make people prepared. I said, yeah, you're going to have to be a tough cookie, because once you get on periscope and you make it, you make it live, you make it public, 
anybody could jump on the bandwagon and watch you and be prepared because the enemy's going to come in and try to distract you. And But that's what we do. If there's a feature on Periscope, you can just take them out the room, just hit that button, and they're gone once and for all. Mm-hmm. So there's always an, uh, God always gives us a plan B when the enemy comes in trying to come in like a flood. You know, like the Bible said, he, the enemy comes in like a, like a flood, but the Spirit of Love will raise up a standard. That's so right. Allow a, uh, there's a lot of block feature for those who people come in to create havoc, confusion, discord. Uh, there's no God. God this, God that. Curse God right there. And wow. Then, you know, yeah, it's, it's amazing what they'll do. And they, the language sometimes, uh, they'll send you, uh, you know, they'll follow you, and sometimes it's a, uh, it's a spam. Um, it's, it's, you know, the enemy is always trying to come in. He's always trying to come and destroy what God is doing for good. So we have to keep our ears and tennis up and say, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to be stepping on some t- some territories that the enemy's not pleased about this. But God gives us the grace, Lisa, to endure these things and to press on, regardless of what the enemy throws at us. Amen. I agree. I totally think that it's very cool because as you were talking about that the enemy comes like comes in like a flood. I saw a big yeah. like you know the 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 boats that blow up the, <laughs> the life uh-huh. preserver boats. That's what I just yeah. saw. I'm like, yeah, the enemy might come in but like a flood, but God has a life preserver <laughs> waiting with your name on it. So don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know he he has a U boat right. being sent. Just don't you worry. Uh-huh. And that, and I think, you know, what, that's so cool that you, you're saying that like Muslims and atheists and see, I love that. Like bring it mm-hmm. because you know what, if you're loving on them and it's spent all, okay. So <laughs> there was, um, I, I, I had this encounter and I, I've never, I've never shared this, in, but I've just, okay. So <laughs> I had this encounter. I was at a restaurant at a, um, at a diner and the Lord was like really kind of saying that I needed to, to talk to this person. I needed to talk to this person. And I was like, well, you know, Lord, you sent him over this way, which he doesn't do. He tells you where to go. You don't tell him where to go. And, um, so to make a really long story short, we wound up getting up at the same time to go pay for a bill at this diner. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm still praying and I'm still asking, Lord, do you really want me to talk to this person? And this person actually starts to then say to his friend, Hey, did you know that I hurt my, my, uh, my, that I, I had surgery and that, you know, it's my, my legs still bothering me. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's really bothering me. <laughs> like, right. And I'm like, Oh, okay, here I go. Uh, so I, I, I actually spoke to him and I said to him, um, is it your knee? And he said, yeah. I said, it's your right knee. And he said, yes, it is. And he just looked wow. at me and goes, how do you know that? And I said, well, God is telling me, I said, you know, God would like me to heal it for you if that's okay. And his friend looked at me, he said, how much? <laughs> oh my Lord. That totally. That's the, that's, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm and it took surprised. me, I like, I looked at him. I'm like, nothing. Yeah. I said, God yeah. doesn't want to charge you. He wants to heal you. So we, we wound up, we went into the vestibule of this, um, like the entrance of the, uh, the diner. And I prayed over him and his, his light got healed. In fact, oh my goodness. he got healed. He Lord. couldn't believe it. He was jumping up and down on it, on his knee. Wow. Like, and, and I said, dude, we just fixed it. You're going to hurt it again. Stop. Cause he was trying to make oh it hurt. Goodness. He couldn't believe it, but he actually was Buddhist. And, wow, that's awesome. And his friend was an atheist. And then I started to, I started prophesying over his friend. And there was a, a girl who was listening to this entire conversation. And she says, well, she goes, God knows everything. <laughs> what does he have to say about me? And I looked at mm. her 
And I said, wow. you're a teacher. And she cursed because she, <laughs> because she was shocked. She was actually shocked that God knew. And I told her stuff about her. But what, okay. was, but what was so beautiful about it, Apostle Gill, is that he met them right where they were. And he didn't Amen. ask for a thing. In fact, the one boy wanted to be led to, to Jesus. And so we all went outside to go and pray for all of them to receive their salvation. And the Holy Spirit stopped oh. me and said, don't do it. He said, because the other two will feel forced and coerced and I'll lose them forever. So I just, I just prayed with them. That's it. I just prayed. I did not offer them. I didn't pray the prayer of salvation. That's for somebody else to do. But, but see, when you're saying like God gives us these opportunities through Periscope, through, through social media to interact with people who've been hurt, who've been hurt Uh by the church. Maybe their mother was a Catholic and she prayed all the time and then she dropped dead one day and where was God? And so they're blaming God. You know, unfortunately, you know, I think that's why social media has become so pro-God because unfortunately, the the agencies that were representing God before social media were not doing a very mm-hmm. good job. You know, the Lord said to me once, he goes, I'm hiring a new PR department because mine currently is not good. <laughs> you know, so and then I think that's what the, with the social media. So have have you been able to to actually have any conversions of of like atheists or Muslims or even agnostics? No, not not at that point. But, not yet, um, then. Okay. Not, I haven't heard any testimonies of that. I'm I'm still waiting for the people to come back and say, "Hey, by the way, I was the one that I was the heckler. I came back to let you know I love Jesus." Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm waiting on that. You know, it's amazing that you mentioned like the word of knowledge, like what gave you for the, these people in this place, because the, the Lord does the same thing through Periscope. He's giving me a word of knowledge for people with their afflictions, and I told people, "There's somebody here that's looking for a job, or there's somebody here." that has pain in their body, or there's somebody here that has this, or this is what they're going through. And Lisa and Tay, the, the, when they, they, they write on the, the, the screen, it pops up, and they say, that's me. I say, Lord, you're amazing what yeah. you're doing with this thing again, because the word of knowledge is an operation, and they see it, Lisa. They see it and said, oh, my God, you're not in front of me. You're, like, way over there, and right. look what God just revealed to you. And, and, you know, think about the 700 Club, okay? When I first started watching the 700 Club, you know, they would sit at the end and they're like, I see a person who has this, and I see a person who has that. And, and now, this was before I understood anything about the Lord, so, so please forgive what I'm about to say. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, how do you know all, that? You know, yeah, good we've luck. All, we've, all been, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, I see someone who has a headache. Okay, well, out of all the people who are watching this show, I'm sure somebody has a headache. You know, until yeah. I started to truly understand that that was really for someone. See, now I understand that. But then I, I didn't get it. But imagine if the 700 Club had a button that you could push that said, that's me. Do you imagine the faith that would rise, that the hope that would rise all those people who watch the 700 Club who are waiting for their healing? Because I'm sure, right. and that, and that's, that's what really gets me excited about Periscope. That's what just really blows my mind, that people can say, that's me. I just got healed. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Or, or that word was for me. Or I can't believe that you just said that, that, I, uh, that um, um, I see you in school. I just signed. I just signed up for my first semester today. Like, mm-hmm. 
those are the things that says, oh, see, because Jesus, when when he, when he went out, he spoke, yeah. but, but he also did stuff. That's yeah. why they followed him. Like people mm-hmm. were getting yep. healed. They don't talk about everybody that got healed because they said it was too right. many, too numerous to mention. Mm-hmm. They, they can't mm-hmm. put every single testimony. So every place that Jesus went, demons were, were, were gone. <laughs> people were That's healed. Right. Things were restored. Knowledge was given and stories were included. Like, yes. that's, an, that's an awesome day with Jesus. I think what what people are beginning to see, Lisa, is that we we have put God in a box. Mm. People are starting to see that God can't be put in a box, and what we we're seeing the, the the who God is when we see these things come to pass when people you know a word of Lord comes forth and it comes to pass, or there's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and people are mesmerized like whoa, like you said to that woman, how did you know that? And I think the the society, even Christians, mind you, have put put the Lord in the box, and they don't realize that He can still do what He did back then today. And, and He's telling people, "Listen, I'm the same God from back then. I'm the same God. I'm doing the same thing, and even more so, even more powerful." And the beauty is this, Lisa: He's using you and I to do it. Yes, and and so many others, and so many yes, others, exactly. and th- and what you said, which I really want to reiterate, is that you can be healed without somebody touching you because the word of God will not return void. And so if somebody prays for you over the phone, you can be healed. I actually read a book when I was first kind of finding out about this whole healing thing about a nun. And the nun, she actually was um, stricken with uh, MS, I believe. And then one day she got miraculously healed. She felt electricity shooting through her body and she totally got healed. But she also got the gift of healing. And so she was like, people were getting healed. And that was like a big thing in the Catholic church because she had to ask permission and stuff. But in this book, she needed, she was trying to figure out how she could fly to go and see somebody because they begged her, please come and see my parent or whoever. They're dying. You need to come and see them so they don't die, you know? So she was trying to figure out how to do this. And she was like praying about it. And the Lord said, you don't have to go to them. And she said, what? He goes, yeah, just pick them up, pick up the phone and talk to them. She goes, I can do that? He goes, you can't do that, but I can do that. He said, there is no time and there is no, no, no place that I can't be. Remember, yes. it's not you. <laughs> it's the presence of God. And so he could be multiple places Amen. because he's everywhere. Yes. You know what? Uh, when you, when you, what, you, what you said that about the, the nun, what, what came popped into my mind is that restrictions. We have so many restrictions. In our, in our circles, in churches, and what the people have done, and evangelical leaders have put restrictions on the people of God. When God told us all to do a work, He told us all to prophesy, speak in tongues, go out and do miracles, all of us. He didn't say, okay, if you went to Bible school, Bible college, if you were ordained, you can do this. No, He said all of us to do this, you know, and that's what's going on. I think people through social media, they're stepping out of their comfort zone to, hey, man, I can do this. I don't need nobody to tell me or lay hands on me. I can go out and just pray for people. I can go out there, and if I can hook up with somebody in the street after I've I, developed a relationship, solid relationship on social media, I can go out there and go out and lay hands on them in the street or in their home. I can do these things. I have nobody to tell me or put me in a corner and say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you need my permission. You know, it's funny because the Lord commissions us 
but man stops us from doing the work. And yes. I think through this through this avenue, uh, God is saying, listen, go out and just do it. Don't wait. Don't wait for them to tell you, give you just they're putting you on, on a strict diet, so to speak. No, go out and just go out and do what I've called you to do. Well, and I think that's the other thing too. You know, let let's let's be honest. You know, the first time you ever had to lay hands on someone, how scary was it? <laughs> like, go back, go back to the first time the Lord said, "Go lay hands on that person." Think about the right. person the first time that that they saw somebody die in front of them, and the Lord said, "Go go tell that person to rise back up." You're like, yeah. what? But I have yeah. heard testimonies. I have had friends who the Lord said go and speak life back into that person and that person lived. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's it's that fear and it truly is a fear of man because we're so yes. afraid that we are going to get it wrong, that we did it wrong, that we can't do right. it. But see, when we start to understand, it's not us. <laughs> it's exactly. not us. It's always God. And if God is telling you to do something, you put your hand out in faith. You start to declare that thing to be as it should be healed. You watch right. how God does it because it's not you. You're just his hands uh-huh. and feet. And that's what I love about social media is it's like you just said, it's getting people out of the box and telling them, go walk on water. That's right. That's right. And, and and you can just do it and you don't need all these uh, degrees and people are going to say, okay, you can't, like I just mentioned, you know, you haven't gone through this, you haven't gone through that. You know, the Bible says that the disciples were untrained. You know, they just went out and, and they walked with Jesus. As long as we're walking with Jesus and we're following his spirit, he's going to show us what to do. We don't have to go through three years, four years, five years, like I mentioned before. And again, that's what's happening. And I think that's a fear coming upon the people of God. And they're not, they're not stepping out because they're afraid of being judged, number one. They're afraid of, of making mistakes because they have an audience. And number three, they just don't know how. They just but the Holy Spirit's gonna teach his people because he said he's gonna teach us. So as long as you got those three components in our corner, hey, look, man, just go out. That's a great commission. Just do it. You know, pick up pick up your phone, go on that computer, send somebody a text, uh, a Facebook Messenger. I I get calls on Facebook Messenger for people internationally. And not just me, everyone else that's in you know that I know of. And that's the beauty of what God is doing. You can touch and agree with somebody in Africa, in Asia. You could we couldn't do that before. We were, we were limited, but listen, listen to what we'll be able to do. We're able to touch people. And again, like we started this conversation, we're able to touch. This is what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to connect with people because people are hurting. They don't just want just to just watch something. They want to speak to somebody. They want somebody to pay attention. To make, they want to know that they matter in this life. They just want to be, they just want to be another statistic in the search role. They don't want to be another number. Okay, I, I, I turn this, I attend this congregation. They just don't want to be. A, they want to do something. I think a lot of people want to do something, but again, there's so many limitations that I think what we're doing, we're putting limitations on people because they want to. We have to give. We put the the bar too high, so to speak. We raise the standard, but I don't. I don't see that in the church. I don't see that in the Bible. Rather, there's no high expectation. Okay, you have to achieve this goal, and then you graduate, and then you can go out and do it. No, it doesn't say that in my Bible. I don't know what Bible they're reading. But my, my Bible says just to go and do. 
Well, you know, Joyce Meyer says this. She says, I never went for formal education. She goes, I went to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit trained me well. And so I feel, you know, that if you go to Holy Spirit University, it's the best school that you can go to. It's where you don't get it. You never get, um, you never get to graduate. You just get to go to different classes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a good one. You know? One. So this has been so yeah. awesome, Apostle Gail. This has been so wonderful. So can you please tell people how they can connect with you on Periscope? Uh, you can find me on uh, Periscope. At, you can type in my name, which is Gil, G-I-L, Burgos, B-U-R-G-O-S, or you can at my handle, which is Rev Gil Burgos, R-E-V-G-I-L-B-U-R-G-O-S. And, when, and how long do the Periscope um, videos usually stay up for? Uh, they stay up for 24 hours. However, there's another uh, software. It's called Catch Me. You can uh, sign in to a catch.me website, and you just put in your Twitter account. And what happens is when you do a Periscope broadcast, it will save your broadcast indefinitely. You can always go back. You can send them to people. So God even even got that one covered. You know, because we back then when we first started Periscope, um, we was very sad because we did a broadcast and then it was gone forever. But now we have a feature, thank God, that we're able to save the broadcast and just send people there. So even my catch site is actually catch.me forward slash Rev Gilbergo. Awesome. So if you guys want to um, catch some of uh, Apostle Gill's um, periscopes and if you'd like to comment, you can also, um, Apostle, what is your website? If So if, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, okay, you, my website is gilburgos.wix.com forward slash apostle. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rev Gil Burgos. You can also find me on Facebook at Gil Burgos Ministries. Well, we just want to thank you so much for, for coming on Touch by Prayer. This has been such an awesome, awesome time with you. And I have learned so much. And who knows, you might actually get to see me start doing some Periscope. I'm not saying definitely. But, <laughs> One day, we're going we're gonna to get you on there. I, I would love to come on yours, that's for sure. And, and you know, I, I'm still praying about this. But, uh, yeah, I see some videos coming in my future. So, But I'd just like to thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to broadcast. You can just be a watcher. You don't have to do one. You can just, just watch the broadcast. Sign up. It's free. Actually, I, I, I um, stumbled on Periscope from a friend who introduced me to it. Um, I was We were on this other uh, site called Live Lens, and that didn't really work well with me, and he got out of it, too. Then he told me, hey, there's a new thing called Periscope. Why don't you check it out? And I said, oh, yeah, it's going to be like the other one. He goes, oh, really? This is really good. So I did it. And the rest is history. So we have Apostle Gill who went from the pulpit to Periscope. I love that. I thought that was so much fun. Thank you so much right. for for uh, for calling in today. Thank you so much for for sharing your stories. And I just encourage you guys to to go out to share your testimony to to proclaim all the good things that God has done because He is a good Father. So. Thank you, Apostle Gail. Thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. It has been such a blessing to connect with you. I look forward to speaking with you again. Just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.